Hello, hello, hello. This is Tanya Barbie of Barbie's Real Talk, where we get down to the nitty-gritty about relationships. How do we get where we are? How did it not work out? How do we get beyond where we are to get where we want to be? Well, if you hang out with me, I'll have some answers for you. I am an Amazon best-selling author. I'm an inspirational speaker and a radio host at WBGR, and the show is called Steal a Rose. I want to talk to you tonight about your son ain't your friend. Hmm, what do you think about that topic? I want to talk about your son ain't your friend because what I'm noticing with the younger generation, I would say the millennials of today, their mamas are raising them to be their friends. And now that these children are in their 30s, they're making terrible terrible fathers. Many of these women who have raised them are baby boomers, and they are on the younger side of the baby boomers, and they may have been raising them by themselves, where daddy just walked away, daddy just left them for another woman, daddy was never in the home to begin with, or... They don't know who their daddy is. Whatever the reason, these mamas are raising these children, these young men, to be their friend. And listen, mamas, these young men are not your friend. They are your sons, our future kings, our future kings to be married to queens. So we have to raise them as such. Whether there is a man in the house or not. Did I say whether or rather? I meant to say what I said it right. Rather there is a man whether I'm sorry, whether there's a man in the house or not. Ladies, you got to raise these young men to be men. Raise them to be kings of their jobs, of their schools, of whatever they decide to be in life. They need to be raised accordingly to be those things. However, If you raise your sons to always be nursing on your bosom, if you raise your sons to always need you, if you raise your sons to never be independent of you, you have not raised your son. You have raised a friend. If there is no discipline, no structure, no guidance, just a matter of breastfeeding,
eating day in and day out. I got that for you. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. Don't do this. I'll show you how to do it. Never mind. I'll do it myself. If you continue this behavior and you're always cleaning up his mistakes, he will never learn how to be an adult. Mothers, young mothers, we have to raise these men, these young toddlers, to one day be a man, not your friend, not somebody you, you're supposed to be hanging out with going to the mall, not somebody you're afraid to say no to because you've said yes so many times that they don't understand the word no. You have to raise your children to become adults. I'll give you some prime examples. If your son is 16 and he comes home crying that the coach yelled at him, you get on your shoes, you put on your coat, you go to the you go to the gym the following day of practice and you yell at the coach for yelling at your son, you're raising your little boy to be your friend. However, if let's change let's flip the script. If your son comes home and says, Hey mom, the coach yelled at me and you say, What did you do? Well, I missed a few plays, Mom, and I, I, I didn't do this right, and I came in a little late, and I did, and, and your response should be, well, he was supposed to yell at you. He is a coach, right? Do you know any coaches in this neighborhood that are not yelling at kids who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing? If you don't have that attitude towards a kid coming to you, a young man coming to you whining about the coach yelling at him, Mom, you're raising a boy to always be a boy as an adult. Another example, he comes home, hey, Mom, the teacher gave me all this homework. And I wanted to hang out with my friends. Can you help me? Sure, I'll help you. What do you need me to do? Well, Mom, how about this? How about you do this this assignment and I'll do this assignment? In fact, Mom, why don't you do the both assignments for me and I'll put it in my handwriting tonight when I get home. Okay. You're not helping your son become a man if you do his homework. Come on, moms. This is what you should have said. Hey, mom, I can't do my homework. I got I got a lot of homework, mom, and I want to hang out with my friends. Um, and you're telling me this for what? Well, mom, um, I need some help doing the homework because, mom, I really want to hang out with the kids. If I do all this homework, Mom, by the time I get done, it's too late. Well, I'm sorry, young man. Your homework comes first. You can go out with your friends at a later time. Your homework takes precedence. 
that is the correct response to his wanting to you, wanting you to help him do his homework. Another example. Hey, mom. The teacher yelled at me, and she put me out of class. Well, you wait till tomorrow when I see her. She embarrassed you. No kid of mine is going to be embarrassed at school. I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to curse her out. She'll know the next time she, she puts you out of her classroom. Okay, we're flipping the script. Hey, Mom, I got kicked out of the classroom, and you got to sign this paper. Okay, you got kicked out of the classroom for what? Well, I really don't know, but I think she got me because I was talking to so-and-so who started talking to me first, but she only saw me talking to him, but I was only responding to him. And my response would be, so you were talking during class. Well, yeah, Mom, but no buts. She was supposed to put you out of her class, and I'm going to talk to her to see if she can give you additional assignments for being disrespectful in her classroom while she was teaching. Moms, we got to wake up. Another example. Hey, Mom, he's 18 now. Hey, Mom. I got I got Janiqua pregnant. Mom, I don't think it's my baby. It's probably not your baby. I'm going to deal with this, and I'm going to tell her what she needs to do, and I'm going to talk to her mom because she's not going to be getting you in the middle of her crap because you are not that type of child that will be getting her pregnant, and she's just try, trying to plant a baby on you. It's not yours. Don't worry about anything. We will handle this. We didn't get anybody pregnant. We don't need to handle anything. If he got her pregnant, he has to get a job. He has to figure out how he's going to take care of that child. He has got to figure out how he is going to manage his life so that he can help take care of this little child that's coming into this world. Okay, so you want to get a blood test. I don't care about that. That's a That's a logical thing to do considering these little girls are getting pregnant left and right. I got you. I understand that. And you may not know who the father is. I got you on that. Suppose you end up taking care of a child that has nothing to do with your namesake, your your blood at all. So I got you. But on the other hand, we don't need to take care of that baby. He needs to help take care of that baby. When we get involved in helping him take care of that baby, guess what happens, moms? He does it again and again and again and again. Guess what happens, moms? He ends up with five babies because you've helped him with all the other four why not have another one? I'm not feeling anything. I don't have to pay child support. They know I don't have any money. But my mom's here. She's always helping out. 
Mom's always babysitting. Mom's always doing this. Mom's always buying all the cribs and and all of the the necessities of for for babies. So why not have just one more? If we continue to nurture our little boys the way that we're doing, they will never be responsible children. We're not even teaching them to be mannerable. We're not even teaching them how to shake another man's hand. And I am so sick of hearing women say, well, his daddy left us a long time ago. I'm doing the best I can. No, you're not. If your son is growing up to be disrespectful to other people, you're not doing the best that you can. I'll give you some more examples. You raising a child, a young man, and he takes the life of his girlfriend, who also happens to be his baby's mother, because she wanted a hundred bucks. And the mother says she shouldn't have been asking him for money because she knew he didn't have much. You, mother, will defend your son, a murderer, for killing his child's mom over a hundred bucks? I don't care if it was a thousand dollars. Taking her life because she asked something of you to help her with your child? And you justify it, Mom? Something is wrong with us if we are allowing our boys to be our friends. And we're so hard on the girls. That's why they're so responsible out here. That's why they will have five kids and work three jobs. Because we're so hard on them. But for some reason, we mother those boys into dysfunction as, as adults. And we ruin our children as a result of that. Mothers, young mothers, do you want to raise your son to be 35 years old and you're 60 or younger and you come home from work before you even have the money to retire and your son is asking you what's for dinner? I had a friend who used to do my carpet, and he divorced the mom because she had a drug problem. And when he divorced her, he was left raising three children on his own who happened to be all male children. He 
had um, uh, um, um, a very minimal salary, and he managed to send them to Ivy League schools in the District of Columbia, high school, mind you. These young men not only finished the high school with honors, they all went to four-year colleges. They all are very successful adults. And they send home money to take care of their mother, who's still struggling with drugs. And they also insist that their father retire so that they can return the honor and take care of him, their dad. However, this friend of mine marries a woman with a child that's similar age group to his children. Just the opposite. He doesn't want to finish high school. He wants to play video games all day. And he doesn't want to do anything but eat, sleep, play video games. And he, too, was in his late teens. When my friend would discipline him, hey, dude, you're not going to play video games all day in my house. You got to get a job. You got to do something. You got to go do your homework. You got to go to class. You you got to make this happen. You got to be an adult at some point, and you're not going to be here camping out playing video games all day. The mother did not like that. She intercepted every disciplinary action that my friend would try to impose on his stepchild, to the extent where they, too, ended up in a divorce because she was so protective over this teenager. Mind you, that was six years ago. He is still playing video games. The wife, who is no longer my friend's wife, complains to my friend that she wished she had listened to him. Ladies, beautiful roses, beautiful moms, awesome moms, ask yourself, why are you spoiling your sons? Why is it so necessary for them to be your friends? Why is it so important that you not discipline them, but you discipline your daughters? Why is there so much favoritism? Why do you think it's okay to raise your son in this matter where you feel it is okay to always come to his aid. I'll give you a personal example. My youngest son is 14. And two years ago, we were at the football field. And I'm, I'm a writer, so I'm, I'm out on the, on the sidelines getting ready to work on some, some projects 
um, because they were about to start the game, but they hadn't started yet. All of a sudden, I see my son running to me. I mean, I'm thinking something's wrong, and I said, I'm bracing myself, but I'm saying he can't be hurt. He's running to me. But it's something of urgency, I can tell. So my heart's beating fast, but I kept countering my thoughts because he's running to me. So he's obviously healthy. And he comes to me and says, hey, Mom, I left my cup. I guess they call it a cup, the thing that covers their their private parts. I always call it the nut thing, but I know that's not appropriate language. So um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's a cup. So I asked my son, um, what did he want me to do with that information? He says, well, Mom, Dick's uh, Dick's, – Sports good. It's about it's about mom. It's about fifteen minutes away. They said the parents said all you got to do. I said no. All I got to do is sit here and watch this game. And if you can't play, we you can sit over here with me and watch the game with me. However, I'm not going to get the nut thing because I bought you five or six of those things. And if you did not bring them, that's on you. I am not going to waste my gas to go and get the nut thing for you, and you're the one that forgot it. And you have five or six of them at home. You were supposed to pack everything you needed for your game last night so that you could be properly prepared to play the game today. If you chose not to do that, you are not being a responsible football player. And you're not being accountable if I go and get this equipment for you. So one of the parents heard me, and I guess she looked at me like I was the worst parent in America, and I frankly don't care. I don't care what a parent thinks about how I raise my children. All I can tell you today is I can proudly tell you today that three out of my four children are very successful, doing very well, and I'm giving you advice that will help you do the same thing. That kid of mine got another nut thing from one of the other parents because she had extra ones on hand, the coach mom or whatever they call them, team mom. So... The moral of that story is I was not going to get in the car to pick up another one that I would have to purchase out of my pocket when I already had six of those things. But the majority of the women out there on the field would have gone 90 miles an hour to get the nut thing, to bring it back to the to the to the field to rush him to the bathroom to be there with him to hold all his equipment to help him get prepared the day of 
by the minutes before the game starts. Not this mama. Another example, I look, I examine all the kids on the field. Guess who's carrying their equipment? And they're running around playing with each other. They're not two years old. Well, they can't play football at two. They're not six and seven years old. They're 13 and 14. They're little bitty moms out there holding all of the equipment while the kids are horse playing. Not me. My son not only knows how to strap up, he also knows how to hold his equipment after a game, whether he wins or he loses. Because guess who's not going to be there every time he plays a game? Whether in high school or college or maybe NFL, mama's not going to be there to hold his uniform. That's going to be his responsibility. Mamas are doing that. Mamas are doing too much. We're not raising our children, our young men, to be successful citizens. Another example, I'm here right now getting ready to go into the gym where the kids are playing. The majority of the moms are in there telling their boys, put up, pick, pick, pick your feet up, do this, do that. That's what the coaches are for. That's not our responsibility. We're not getting paid to be a coach. We're not certified to be a coach. We're not being commissioned to be a coach. Why are we in there coaching our children? That's what the coaches are for. We got to hand our kids over to the teachers. We got to hand our boys over to the coaches. We got to hand them over to the pastors. We got to hand them over to the uh, to the doctors, whomever is in their corner to assist them. We are not supposed to be cuddling them for the duration of their lives because they will always expect cuddling. They will always expect you, Mommy, to be there to clean up their mess. They will always expect you to be the one to make it better. They will always be expecting you to fix their problems. We're supposed to raise them to be solution-oriented. Come up with a solution for this problem. You're not going to be there forever for him. Can you imagine babying a child until you drop him off to college? And all of a sudden, he's in the real world, and you're not there to fend for him. You're not there to help him with his homework, 
You're not there to help him figure out all of his problems with his friends, with his teachers. You're not there to figure it all out for him. Then he fails and needs to come home so that he can be under your bosom again and you cuddle him. Then he's he's no longer in school. He's still stuck under you, waiting for you to fix everything. And then when you can't fix everything, then he starts resenting you. As he's resenting you, he also resents other girls. And this is why I believe they do impregnate women all over because they have lost respect for their own mothers because they blame their moms for their failure. They know they lack discipline. They know you didn't give them discipline. So instead of manning up, they blame you. And you didn't teach them how to man up. So that's more of the reason why they blame you. It is not your responsibility to continue to raise a young man in your home at 30 and 30 plus for the rest of his life because he can't get it together. But it does become your responsibility when you created this monster. But unfortunately, mother, mommy, young mother, beautiful Rose, it ends up being the responsibility of other young women. They take it out on other women who didn't even see it coming because we didn't raise our daughters to understand who these people are. So they receive these young men as their lovers. And because we have raised them to be caretakers, because we innately are caretakers, they start taking care of these adult men that we raise to be how they are, and they create havoc in these young girls' lives who happen to be successful, very smart, outgoing, have their stuff together, and they end up with a knucklehead that we raised because that's how we brought them up, to be caretakers of whatever comes before them. They saw the dad wasn't home. They saw how things were just being juggled here and there. Why can't they do the same with this knucklehead? And they do the best that they can until one day they wake up, but it could be five years, six years, eight years later, and then they're stuck with one or two children. Not stuck, but you're 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 responsible for these children by yourself, young ladies. 
because these young men weren't brought up correctly. And you ended up realizing you were taking care of an adult child that's not even your child on top of your children. And one day you just wake up and say, I can't do it anymore. And do you know these mothers have the audacity to get mad at the mothers when they say, the young mothers that have their grandchildren, they defend their knucklehead sons that they know they raised poorly. They take their side still instead of saying, hey, dude, you messed up. You brought this little girl or this little boy in the world. You had a great baby's mom. You should have got your act together. You should have been able to be in a position to take care of her and your child and, and marry, marry her and make a beautiful family out of this situation. And you chose not to do that. Now you lost everything. No, you cannot come home. No. I am done being your babysitter. I am done being your friend. I'm sorry I've done all that I've done because I realize now I have raised a monster and I've made a lot of mistakes raising you the way that I did. You lack discipline. You lack structure. And I'm sorry, I cannot keep coming to your defense when you are wrong. No more. Mothers, that's what we need to say to our children, our young men who are growing up to be young adults. If we don't do that now, they will consistently bring you more grandchildren that they are in no position to take care of. And not only do these men ruin their children, they ruin that other young woman as well that's taking care of your grandchild. And it's a vicious cycle over and over and over again. We have to take a position right now where we raise our sons to be good Young men, whether daddy's there or not, whether granddaddy's there or not, whether Uncle John is there or not, we have a responsibility to make sure our children, our young men, are ready to go into this world with everything that they need to survive. If you do not do that, it's detrimental to our entire society. Just look around. All the young children being raised by a single mom and daddy is nowhere to be found. Granted, it's another night, another podcast to talk about the moms who are becoming pregnant by these young men because I, the, the, I do, do not understand why a mother, young mother, would have a baby by someone that has three or four other kids out there. I don't understand it, and he's in no position to take care of the first kid. I don't understand that, but that's something I do want to get to understand better 
So I will be interviewing these type of these moms that have gone through this to ask them why. Why did you do this? What were you thinking? But my thing is, I believe they do it because they think they can turn that man around and things will be better and their child will be taken care of better than the other children. Or with their help, they will be able to take care of all the kids. Because, again, we're caretakers. We're raised to be caretakers. We're raised to be responsible. We're raised to be able to just manage it all. Solution-oriented. We'll solve all the problems. We're raised that way. We're going to get it done. We're going to make it happen. So we got to do a better job of raising our little boys to be great young, responsible, accountable men. Mothers, I'm pleading with you. It's all up to you. Make a difference. For those of you who are raising young men right now, make a difference. Make a difference. Be firm. Okay, so daddy's not home. That's okay. You got to do the best that you can. If daddy's not there, you're going to have to learn to be the daddy as much as you are the mommy. I taught my son how to shake another man's hand and look him in the eye and give him a firm handshake and call him sir. I taught my son that. I taught both of my sons that. I taught them that. I didn't wait till their daddy taught them that. I taught them that. And do you realize how important that is to raise a young man to know how to shake a hand and to say yes or yes, sir, and not yeah? I've trained my kids not to say yeah to any adult, it's disrespectful. But we allow them to say yeah to us. Huh, excuse me? I'd rather you say excuse me, but you cannot say huh to me. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. That's better. But don't you dare say huh to me. And don't you dare say huh to an adult. When I give out cupcakes to the kids at, at all of the sports events, or birthdays or what have you, um, when they come to me and get a cupcake and they don't say thank you, I say, excuse me? Oh, thank you. No. No manners? It's unacceptable. It is totally unacceptable. And I blame us. We're so busy busy saying, oh, well, he doesn't have a dad. He's going through some things. Oh, he's got problems. Oh, he's agitated. Oh, I made him mad. Oh, he's pouting with me now. So what? 
Do you want to raise a young man to be ready for the business world or the jail? Do you know teaching them how to be respectful can save their lives? If we're not teaching them to be respectful and they get pulled over by the cops, can you imagine how bad that can go? If they're, man, why you pull me over, man? Man, I wasn't even doing nothing, man. You better step off me, man. Or, yes, sir. My hands are right here, sir. What can I do, sir? Yes, sir. No problem, sir. I'm reaching in my glove glove compartment right now, sir. Yes, sir. I'm doing this slowly, sir. What else? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. Eye contact the whole time. We're not even teaching our children to give eye contact to an adult. We could save their lives. And mothers, why are our boys wearing their pants hanging down? You had to buy them the clothes. When you bought them the clothes, you didn't know the pants were hanging down. When they walked out of your doors in the morning, you don't know that their pants are hanging down. That's acceptable to you? That's acceptable to you? It's not acceptable to society. But we're so busy being their friend, whatever they need to do to be happy, you're going to let them do it. But I guarantee you, you're going to be sad when you're raising him in your home at 35, 36, 37 years old. And you are trying to retire. And you have a child in your home that plans on going nowhere. Going where you go. Because he has no other options. It's not a good place. It's not a good place. So I'm in hopes, mothers, in closing, that... We will be tougher on our boys so that we can help get them prepared for society. Um, One more thing. When my son has chores in the house and he half does them, half does, half do, half do the chores, Oh, I gotta get out my grammar book. I'm a writer, but I'm 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 really messing up tonight. Um, I'll say, let's. I'll give you an example. He will. We're he's 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 uh, cleaning the dishes, putting them in. All he has to do is you guys is put it in the dishwasher. He'll put everything in there but a bowl and a fork. Okay. Now, the average mom would say, oh, that boy, I don't know what I'm going to do with him. I'm going to put this bowl and the fork in the dishwasher. I'm going to tell him about himself tomorrow. No, not this mom. I will wake him up 
and say, hey, he's like, mom, I'm asleep, mom, but you left a bowl and a fork in the sink, and I asked you to put all the dishes in the sink. Why did you leave the bowl? And Mom, I did most of them. What's wrong? What's wrong with just, okay, I didn't see it, Mom. Well, you may didn't see it, but I saw it. Go down there and put the bowl and the fork in the dishwasher. Mom, I can't believe that. What I am doing is preparing him for a job. Because if he's half doing a small assignment, a small task, such as putting a bowl, uh, just completely putting all the dishes in the dishwasher, if he can't do that, how is he going to complete a report for his boss without taking shortcuts? That's how I think. That's how I operate with my children. As a result of doing that, my 31-year-old is already making six figures in, in, the, in the government because she's already doing what she's been doing since she was six years old, completing tasks, doing it with precision, Doing it a hundred percent because she did it at seven years old. So I'm saying all that to say we have a responsibility today. Tomorrow's going to be too late, mothers. Beautiful roses that you are. We have to do it today so that our children, our young men, won't be disruptive to our society because of our shortcomings raising them. And that's enough for today. I hope you enjoy it. You can hear this podcast all over, wherever podcasts are heard. I hope you enjoy it enough to share with other young mothers. And I would love to hear your feedback. You can reach out to me at Tanya Barbie, T-O-N-Y-A Barbie, B-A-R-B-E-E dot com. Let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear from you. But mothers, we have to teach our babies to be prepared to be adults. That's our responsibility. Whether we have a man in our lives, whether daddy's in their lives, whether your husband is involved or not, that is our responsibility to make sure it happens. Check it off. I got it done. We do everything else. So why can't we make sure our children, our young men, are raised to be responsible adults. They ain't your friend. They're your sons, your young sons, that are one day going to be your older sons, responsible men. If I can do it, I know you can do it. So reach out. 
Give me your comments. I would love to hear from you. Again, this is Tanya Barbie of Barbie's Real Talk. Look forward to talking to you again. Take care. Thank you for joining us. Bye.